National Parks Traveler. Postcards from the Parks. It's a warm, sunny day in Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and I'm traipsing through the woods with Ryan Williamson, one of the park's wildlife biologists. We're not looking for one of the park's iconic black bears or elk, but feral hogs. Feral hogs are an invasive mammal that has plagued national parks across the United States, including the Great Smokies. Williamson has led me to one of several traps he and his colleagues have set to catch the hogs as part of the park's ongoing eradication program. He springs the trap door shut. No hogs are inside this time, but before long there will be. This is Kim O'Connell for National Parks Traveler. As we move to a new location, Williamson tells me more about how the hogs came to be in the park and some of the problems they cause. Pigs were, were brought here around 1912 south of the park to an area called Hooper's Ball. And they were brought here primarily for a hunting preserve. Uh, I assume it was a fenced hunting preserve where you know people don't want to go kill a wild pig come and they were brought in from Russia. So we have a lot of Russian genetics in our wild hog population. And of course, you know, uh, soon thereafter, those pigs escaped, either a tree fell on the fence or they inadvertently, there was a hole in the fence or however it happened, they escaped and they, they found these really isolated areas. And at the time, the park wasn't even created. That didn't happen until the 30s. So population pretty well went unregulated until much later on in the park's history and of course all the locals had domesticated pigs for food so a lot we have Russian genetics and domestic genetics that, that crossbred that kind of left us the pigs that we have now. Pigs are also one of the fastest animals to go feral so if you have a domesticated pig that you don't have any contact with in they say three weeks then it starts to become feral. So feral swine is, is the general name of pigs across the landscape because, you know, we have a pig problem pretty much coast to coast now. They pretty much are in direct competition with all of our native wildlife. So they eat a lot of, you know, acorns, a lot of seeds, a lot of nuts, a lot of tubers, forbs, all the things that our native wildlife eats, the, the hog directly competes with them for that. And they're very destructive on a lot of plant species, especially certain endangered plant species, because kind of wet spots or seeps are one of our, that's the most limited ecosystem we have here in the park. You know, we're in the mountains, so finding wetlands, if you will, is pretty rare here. Uh, and our pigs really focus on those spots because it's, it's easy to root, it's easy to tear up, and they can turn that soil over and grab those tubers and roots and things. So they really key in on those areas but they pretty much just run along with their, their snout and turn the soil over and kind of like clean everything up that's edible. A group of pigs is known as a sounder. And, it, and typically in a sounder, is a, it's pretty much a matriarchal group. It's a bunch of females with young, and then occasionally you'll have occasional boar show up. But they have, a, they have an incredible gestation period. Uh, it's three months, three weeks, and three days. So if you have an adult hog goes through a pregnancy and then has a litter, she could have up to three litters in a year. 
and it's usually somewhere between 8 to 12 in a litter. In some parts of the park, we see less than that. Sometimes we see 4 to 6. But if you just look at that, plus once she has that litter, there's potential that that litter can start breeding at 6 months old. So it's kind of an exponential growth curve if left unregulated. But we can manage them the best we can to cut down on the amount of competition that they, they cause our native wildlife. And plus, usually when we, we euthanize one, we leave it on the landscape to recycle so all those predators and scavengers get to take advantage of that resource that's there. So uh, the circle of life in the park is very short. Um, so, you know, a, a 200 pound pig can be gone in, you know, less than a night. Among the different kinds of traps that Williamson showed me were single box style traps, which would catch one boar at a time, for instance, or what is known as corral traps, which are just large corrals that are allowed to sit in the landscape for long enough that the pigs become acclimated to them. And when they wander in, it triggers a motion detecting camera mounted to a nearby tree that then sends a signal to Ryan or one of the other biologists via cell phone app. So they can shut the trap door and get many pigs at once. And it's much more efficient, especially for a park that is over 800 square miles and for whom there aren't that many biologists dealing with so many different wildlife issues, including bears, elk, and other species. So the park is increasingly turning to technology to help them deal with the feral hog situation at the Smokies. They don't expect that they'll ever be able to completely get rid of the wild hogs in the park, but they hope to manage it well enough so that park resources are sustained and protected for years to come. For National Parks Traveler, this is Kim O'Connell. National Parks Traveler is a 501c3 nonprofit media organization providing daily editorial coverage of national parks and protected areas. Traveler's coverage is made possible by reader and listener donations. Visit us at nationalparkstraveler.org.